Well, hello there. It's good to see you again, and welcome back to Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and you better believe we got the star of our show, Mr. Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group with UBS joining us. He's going to be diving into another wealth management-related topic here today. We had a good one today. It's a little off the beaten path, but boy, is there a lot of value in it. So I'm going to frame things up here before Joe jumps on and joins us. You know, look, business owners, they want to better understand their clients so that they can exceptionally grow their enterprise, right? That makes all the sense in the world. But while surveys and market research and other tools can be key parts of that effort, there's another smart marketing strategy. And that's what we're going to be exploring today. And really what that is, is enlisting your current clients in your future success by inviting them to join what's called a client advisory board. So we're going to be talking about what this board is, how it functions, how to go about setting one up, and a lot of the other great pieces of value associated with this strategy. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Joe on and get right into it. Joe, it's good to see you today. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Ryan. Great to see you. I'm excited about today's topic. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a it's a strategy that's a little off the beaten path, but we'll obviously for our audience get into the value associated with it. But Joe, let's let's start high level here. I think a lot of business owners out there are familiar with the concept of an advisory board to begin with, but we want to make them aware of just kind of a twist on this traditional approach today, correct? We do. That's exactly right, Ryan. Oftentimes top business owners and we work with a lot of them that we know and, and are currently working with. They're constantly trying to strengthen and improve their business. Sure, it may be a weakness here or there, but improve on their success going forward. And that success then hopefully is also helping improve their personal wealth, right? So they're often open to fresh or maybe even novel ways to reach their goals. Well, let's take an advisory board for an example. It's common for business owners to establish a group then say of organized professionals that then contribute to their expertise and bring that expertise to the company. And that should then help in turn, help the owner excel and the business excel. Well, the experts on these teams are then able to help guide the business towards future success, as well as avoiding certain obstacles. But that's another type of team that business owners may find especially valuable. And that's the client advisory board. And it's a select group, a handpicked group of some of the company's existing current clients. Roger that. So, so in looking at this client advisory board, what does it look like to, you know, Joe, and, and how does one really operate at the end of the day? Yeah, it's kind of a forum, Ryan, if you would. The business owner takes in a select group of their top clients to share the business insights, the ideas and maybe even ask for advice on the business. It's a regularly scheduled, often in person, but now as COVID has taught us to make some of these meetings virtual, to discuss maybe some key practice ideas, some management issues, some of the things that the entrepreneur is going through and facing. So you do this essentially because the client advisory board is a focus group of highly valuable clients that the business is currently working with or maybe even not working with, but wanting to work with. And it's a way to help them peek under the hood even further to help them enhance the overall value and effectiveness of the company as it goes forward. 
Joe, is a client advisory board essentially the same thing as something like you know a client retreats or appreciation events, maybe a client dinner? Is it the same sort of thing? Um, not exactly, right? So a client advisory board is different than a client appreciation event or a casual get-together. Now, we've done them before over a meal, but there's clearly a business purpose behind it and a meeting. It's highly formal. It's often a systematic approach. It actually enrolls the clients in the future of the business itself. It's designed to provide the current business owner with insights and strategies to a group from top clients, brainstorming in a collaborative work-focused environment that actually should help create some creative solutions. But don't be surprised if you actually get a little tension involved. We'll talk about that as well. But it is designed to go deeper than what would a normal conversation or discussion would be about business issues. Joe, I want to take this one step further. Why, why clients? though you know how does asking the people that you currently serve give you advice on running your business Let, let's get a little deeper into this yeah it's probably easy to see the value of creating an advisory board from other business owners right they often have a board of directors or some have a board of directors but perhaps less obvious is why entrepreneurs would want to involve their clients in the process so if you're a business owner for example and your clients view your success as an entrepreneur, as an important part of their own overall success. You might not realize this, but it makes perfect sense. We all want to work and associate with top people. So if your clients have a vested interest in helping you and your practice achieve success, they are going to feel good and enlightened in their self-interest as well. So that becomes very important, and I think right from the get-go. They also want you to continue to provide them with excellent service and solutions. So the upshot is for many of them, if given the chance, would be to eagerly provide you with more insights and resources that could help you grow your practice. It could help you grow your business and become even more successful. All right, so let's let's get into the outcomes now. So given what you just mentioned, Joe, what would you say are the types of benefits or those positive outcomes that are the result of uh, you know, a business owner going out, you know, working with their clients, developing that client advisory board and, and really leveraging it? What what do the benefits look like? Yeah, let's start with engaging your top clients in your firm's success, right? The Pareto principle suggests that. The top 20% of your clients account for approximately 80% of your total revenues. Well, that gives key clients systematic chances to provide you with business-related ideas, as well as feedback on your own potential initiatives or active initiatives. So you should and hopefully will receive a high-value insight then from these successful people. So you feel good, they feel good, all in that process, right? They help you ensure maybe a world-class client experience. A client advisory board is an excellent chance for learning if you're truly executing on client experience that you think you're delivering or if you need to make improvements. A board consisting of top clients can give you much needed clarity and serve as a reality check on what's working and what isn't. They can identify and leverage new opportunities for success. It's, you know, it's likely that some clients are respected and powerful and well-connected members in their field. So if you have a formal system for tapping into that, that gives you the ability to understand the key needs 
of your target market. It helps you to identify ways to expand your business through referrals, introductions, and other smart methods of growth. I'm going to come back to that in a second, Ryan, because I want to keep listing my points, but then I'm going to come back, right? So conduct, you can conduct targeted market research, right? So the advisory board allows you to directly go to the source, your top clients, for key insights and knowledge about your client base, your offering, other aspects of your business. In our experience, this approach is more effective and cost-effective than, say, hiring an expensive market research group. And then finally, generating greater client loyalty. So if you're asking your top clients for their ideas and feedback on your business and potentially its future direction, you're sending a message that you respect them and value their opinions of great importance. What's more, incorporating their strategies into your strategies and then you deliver, man, that makes it incredibly powerful and often marries that client to your success like we've talked about. I want to go back though, right? Talking about identifying and leveraging new opportunities for success. And I remember when we had our advisory council meet, this was a couple of years ago, we had two business owners on opposite ends of a discussion on a strategic initiative. And they were black and white opposite which was great because now I'm getting insights from their perspective about our initiative. Ultimately, most of the groups sided with one, less of the groups sided with another, but it was wonderful to hear unfiltered thoughts that you wouldn't get because they were all thinking collaboratively. You wouldn't get that typically in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Oh, no, that's a great point, Joe. I appreciate you sharing that story. I mean, getting to see the insights from two opposite ends of the spectrum and then trying to figure out solutions that might meet in the middle or might lean one way or another, a lot of value there. But Joe, you mentioned that this, this client advisory board should be working with your top clients. How could an entrepreneur then go about selecting, you know, that selection process? How do they pick which client would really add a lot of value on that board? How do they go through that process? Because I would imagine that's not an easy part. No, it's not. It's an excellent question. And it's a tricky one, right? Especially if you have a lot of really great clients. And I'd say develop a list of your ideal clients and maybe even take the top 20% in terms of revenue that they generate or their overall profitability. Now, you might also consider select clients who are not among the top 20% but you want them to get there. Maybe they don't give you all of their business or they're in a growing business and they're just outside the top 20%. So you may wanna look at some of those. Look for 10 to 15, maybe even 20 ideal candidate names to join your board, but then get it to roughly 15 or less if you can. So the group isn't too large and you can still have plenty of great ideas, but still small enough to manage. Ideal board members will eventually a trick, you know, they'll be a part of the group, but they should bring to the table skills and perspectives that are different from your own, as we talked about, but yet should also be complementary. You want to see people who have your best interest at heart and look who have specific skills or experiences that relate to your main customer base, but they're also willing to collaborate with others in a group. No, that's important, Joe. And this next question, it might be a little, little, little too granular, but I think it's worth asking. And that is, how, how do you, how do you ask 
these clients to join? You know, how do you set the stage for their buy-in so that they're interested in being a part of this advisory board in the first place? Yeah, we like the approach that generally works well is to call each individual candidate, tell them you're developing a very focused approach to marketing and business development, and you'd like their help. Ask to take them maybe to lunch and deal with them one-on-one, -on -one, right? If you can meet with them one-on-one -on -one and ask for their ideas and opinions about your overall plan for the group. Maybe at lunch or over dinner, determine if that client can provide high-value insights. Ask questions that may allow the client to identify and even share with you some of the important aspects of working with you. Like, why did they choose you to begin with? Or what do they value today about the relationship and what you're working with? How should you position yourself to work with similar people? Those three basic questions will give you, if they've got a ready-made answer and they can help you with that, they could be the first good person to put to your client advisory board. Don't sell them on additional products or services. You can get to that later in another separate meeting or phone call. You're there just to get their input, period. Now, if the interview or the time together is worthwhile, they'll be telling you or telling you essentially that a client advisory board is a good idea and they'll be excited to join. Explain why you're asking that client to join the board. I mean, for example, if you value their insights and believe that they will be of help, perfect, right? And now you're, you've got the opportunity to capture these opportunities to become more successful. Explain that your board's going to meet with top clients, and you're going to be asked to meet two to three times a year, maybe quarterly, which is what we've often done, to get their perspectives on client experience and marketing. That's the goal behind what the group should be about. Oh, Joe, no, I, I love that. There's a lot of good value here for our audience today. And, and in kind of summation and in closing, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up the discussion today, any final insights, any final takeaways, Joe, uh, with regard to this idea of the client advisory board? I know it's a, it's a newer concept. It's a twist on a traditional one for a lot of people, but any final key takeaways for our audience today? I would say don't make it just about sales and marketing. Certainly service is very important as we touched on earlier. So that's the thing. Make sure that the level of service that they're getting isn't being missed and everybody's in the same level of service that's on your board. That's one. Two, the approach shouldn't be limited to just owners of a certain type of business or company in a few industries. Regardless of what business you're in, it's vital to accomplish those goals of understanding your clients' evolving needs, giving them exceptional experience, building rock-solid client loyalty. What do we do or what do we need to do to do that, right? If you're falling short of your loyalty, how do we do that? This is where the Client Advisory Board can help you do that. And then potentially capture new opportunities for growth on top of that. So the Client Advisory Board can potentially generate all of these outcomes for you, your business, maybe even a business division, but then leverage the experiences and the knowledge, as well as the connection and the insights of some of your most valuable assets, and those are your clients. Joe, for, for anybody in our audience today that they're they're hearing this idea, they're recognizing the value of it, but maybe they want to pick your brain a little further about how it could apply to their business or better yet, just hear some stories about your experiences in leveraging this as well. What would be the best way they could get in touch with you to just open up that initial dialogue? 
Yeah, I'd say send us an email or give us a call. We're happy to do this. This has been a lot of fun when we've done meetings like this, not only for ourselves, but for clients. And so we're happy to share some of our experiences, both positive and negative, and what we've learned, not only internally from the meetings, but externally for clients and, and for us as well. Happy to share those insights. Oh, good stuff, Joe. And hey, look, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day. We'll let you get back to serving your clients. Uh, but look, looking forward to jumping back on the show with you and tackling another topic here soon. Thanks, Ryan. Cheers. Cheers to you, Joe. And hey, look, we want to take a final moment and say thank you to our audience for hopping aboard and being with us here on the show today. If you took anything away from today's discussion, you know, you're recognizing the value here in utilizing a client advisory board. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future episode where Joe and I unpack a different wealth management discussion. And again, these are the same discussions that are covering strategies and solutions that Joe is, you know, having conversations about with his clients on a regular basis. So when you subscribe, you'll never miss out on a future conversation that could be beneficial to you and yours. So for Joe, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you once again stopping by and being with us on Your Money and a Cup of Joe. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated, office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.